Hello and welcome to another thrilling episode of Antique Does. I am Jonathan. And I am Rob. And we have just watched a thrilling episode of Bergerac. Or possibly not quite such a thrilling well, episode no, of Bergerac. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sort of egging it out. What was the name of this episode again? Almost a Holiday. Yes. Or something and like that. I think part of us wishes we were on a holiday. It could have been an absolutely fat cracking episode because yeah. it was lots of star power in it. However, it was flat. Um, the story starts with uh, at the Royal Barge with um, Lilo Lil, no, uh, Diamonte Lil, <laughs> um, kicking someone out who's trying to uh, sort of get a free meal yes, uh, and compensation from finding a hairpin in the in the meal. Um, uh, uh, he gets kicked out. Yeah, of course, that's Mitch, who's played by by um, Jeff Roll, who was in Drop the Dead Donkey. He was in Drop the Dead Donkey. He's been in Holby City. He's Doctors, been in Doctors. He's uh, been in a gazillion a things. Uh, this is probably one of his early roles because he was very, very baby faced. Didn't like he started shaving. Yes, and he's a ruffian. A ruffian. Yes. A ruffian. He did have that that sort of Weasley look about him. Um, and out of the window, we see Norm Wisdom looking out. And Norm Wisdom is playing a chap called Frank. Vincent. Vincent. Yes, He's playing Vincent. Vincent. So Vincent. we've got Vincent and his wife. Vincent and his wife. Um, and we have a little bit of dialogue where they look like quite an old geriatric couple um, that are on a holiday, but they're on their uppers financially because they're sort of, can we afford this? Can we afford that? Um, he bobs out to go and get some tobacco for his pipe. Banging his leg on the way out, I mm -hmm. believe. Yeah. So he bangs his leg on the way out, and then he goes to the bar, and a diamante Lil says, oh, you're okay, because you're limping. You weren't limping before. So and he makes up some story that was a footballer, and we go, yeah. hmm. Yeah. But unfortunately, going? Carlos. Carlos, the, um, the waiter. The waiter, who looks like he's working at a different restaurant. It's very smartly. It um, was like Dicky Bow. Yeah, and, clearly and the, Roy the, the Royal Barge has gone up in the world since. Um, Shame the carpet since, didn't. Since, <laughs> since Gulliver left. Has Gulliver left? Well, I'm we've not seen so. him. He, oh yeah, because we've seen we've seen him like a massive chef now. Maybe this one can read. Perhaps. <laughs> so, so, uh, so the, the Vincent character makes up some some bull story about being a football for Manchester United. Carlos then says, Oh, which when were you, Bobby Charlton? And then he names another footballer that worked for, that that was a footballer for Manchester City and then skulks off. Yes. Um, um so obviously it was sort of, it's been set up that he's a little bit of a fibber. Yes, um, we can't take him at face value. No. And but then, what what do we think about Norman Wisdom? Um Norman Wisdom. I, I I have actually met Norman Wisdom in the dim and distant past. Sorry, what was that that clanging noise? Oh yes, yes, yes. That was that name, was dropping, name, name dropping, name dropping, name being dropped in the distance. When I worked for a bank, he came in and did some. It was I worked at head office, and they sort of had Norman Wisdom going in to do a presentation of some some description. He was getting on a bit. It must have been in his like late seventies or something. Um, but he was still doing that whole Mr. Grimsdale and tumbling and all that sort of thing. And it, 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 as a, he came across as a most genuine person that just wanted to be liked and wanted you to be his friend. Um, and it, it, it's a bit tragic, but he, he, was, he was genuinely yeah. a pleaser. And at the heart of all comedy, 
is tragedy. It's tragedy. Yeah. So, but he plays it. He plays the character really well. So he, his character then goes along to the kiosk at the end of the harbour, where someone called Sharon or Tracy. No, someone called. Sh- anyway, I don't know we, what her we, name. We is. don't know her name. According to uh, the the cast list, she's kiosk girl. She's kiosk girl. Uh, so kiosk girl s- serves him, and then he makes up some story about being in the forces in the Boer War or something. I don't think he's. I don't think it was a Boer War. I don't. He's not that old. <laughs> Um, and he brings his wallet out and he, say it's the days before well I think credit cards were around but I think the old I think, school I think they were Barclay cards or Access the cards Access I remember then, those commercials they? the flexible friend with legs friend, the yeah. smile so he's got a wallet full of cash he's got a wallet full of cash and the chap that played the, the, the Mitch who's been booted out the Royal Barge um, for trying to sort of con him out of compensation money uh, spies that he's got a wallet full of cash follows him back to the royal barge and uh, goes down some steps although i don't know why because say the royal barge is actually on the harbor so i don't know we say he was going down like the looks like the exorcist steps <laughs> okay so i don't know how he managed to get around that and we'll work out the logistics of this when we yes. get to jersey yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do a walking tour we'll of, work it all of, where no wisdom was, yes. was, was was mugged yeah <laughs> There's probably a plaque. There'll be a plaque on the top of the steps, surely, saying Norman Wisdom, Wisdom was, tumbled. Mugged, was mugged here. That's yeah, marvellous. That's one for the tourist information. I'm sure Frankie would have been taking them round. She'd have been all over it. She'd have been all over She'd it in a maroon outfit. Yeah. Um, so, he, so poor he, old Vincent takes a tumble down the downstairs. stairs. His wallet gets stolen. Um, and it's like, that's how we, we lean to Jim Bergerac being dealt. Because he gets... Taken to hospital. Yeah. And of course, since Jim Bergerac works for the... The Bureau de Change. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, I'm, you're, I'm you're there. I'm, 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 I'm rocking, I'm you're, rocking you're Bureau de Change. And obviously, um, Vincent is a... a Etranger. Etranger, he's a stranger, he's a foreigner. So uh, that although it, 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 it's raised as an issue because he's, he's obviously been mugged, and then while he's at the hospital, um, he's there spinning another yarn to the X-ray assistant, who looks like she's should be called Arabella, that she only works there part time, like two hours a week or something. She's frightfully posh. Most 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 of the weekends are spent opening fates. Yes. and choosing Argonauts because yes. we're not sure exactly which hospital this is there, well, there are many, many hospitals there's one, there's hospitals on every single corner of Jersey there's many hospitals but I don't think this was the one where you walked through the front door straight into the operating theatre no that was that, was that was and there were one. no nuns there was no nuns they were out circling around giving sort of helping ladies in distress give birth and things all right on their bicycles on their bicycles right Obviously, the Morris, the Morris Miners. Yeah, and Morris Miners and, and bicycles. Yes. Um, so he's in the hospital. Well, he's having an X-ray taken, and there's two doctors or people in white coats to the side, and he's there talking to what we'll, who we'll call Arabella yes. um, about how he was a chauffeur for the royal family for Prince Philip. Yes, before before um, before the Queen ascended to the throne. Yeah, so that's been some time ago. ago. Yeah, because she, in seventy seven she had a twenty fifth silver, silver thing. Yeah, twenty fifth <laughs> so, silver so, thing. So twenty fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So do this. Do do the so sum. That, do the going math. Then some, do, some time. do the subtraction. Yeah. So, so we're mm. talking nineteen late forties. Yeah, uh, early fifties. Yeah, we're, we're talking. So it's twenty fifth anniversary. So it's fifty two. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we're talking late 40s, early yeah. 50s, uh, the period to, so which, some time to which he's alluding, even though, of course, it's all, 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 all nonsense. All nonsense. So one of the people in white coats then, so we see another scene with a person in white coat, obviously not a doctor because that's I like a patient. porter. I think he's a porter. Oh, right. So if he's a porter, uh, very, very immaculately presented white coat, is phoning the press saying this is the story here. The story then get, hits the press and saying royal chauffeur um sort bashed, of bashed up, up in the streets of st helier downtown tumbled, helier. tumbled down the stairs near the royal barge near the royal barge uh, near the kiosk <laughs> the kiosk with the, the girl dis- in it disinterested kiosk assistant and uh she uh, basically that gets highlighted to charlie who's this now uh, got in his uh, sort of voted in sort of dignitary position or the council official in Jersey and he's waving around this newspaper saying this is not right we need to up our game and we need to do something for we need to make the police more efficient, make the police more efficient. buy them more bicycles or something I don't know or more, more little t- or, or triumph roadsters because they can only fit one, one sort of one person and a passenger in it <laughs> they need some Jaguar convertibles with back seats obviously obviously and um so that then leads on to a fund Charlie organizing a fundraiser for this person that he feels sorry for because it's making him feel good about it. He involves Celia Imri uh, because he wants to set up a fund that she wa- he wants her to organize. So that's how these all the characters all ascend, it all coalesces or all ascend together. Yeah. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, we've we met uh, Frank, Frank, Frank and, and Felicity. Felicity. Now, Frank and Felicity, uh, Frank is there puffing on a cigar while wearing a, a blouson polycotton top yes. by the side of a swimming pool when it's looking blisteringly cold. Yes. Uh, and Felicity's a bit of posh Posh totty, yes. Tottie. Apparently, Felicity is a barrister. and uh, Felicity met Frank. Um uh well representing him and got him off and and got off in other ways and then, as well. yes and then Marvelous. he got her off so lots and lots of backstory yeah. there of course you know what i'm going to do now what i'm going to sound the klaxon Aruga, Aruga. yeah the yeah. doctor who klaxon and it's a double it's Ooh. a doubler this this I'm time glaze over now yeah probably yeah. Uh, because both frank and felicity mm-hmm. or michael atwell and sheila ruskin uh have been in doctor who they, uh, old Doctor Who. Old Doctor, old Doctor Who. Michael mm-hmm. Atwell was in two episodes. Oh, right. Or uh, two stories. He was an ice warrior in the late 60s. And he was a henchman Ooh. in Attack of the Cybermen in the in the uh-huh. mid, mid-80s. And Sheila Ruskin played uh, Cassia in The Keeper of Track in one of Tom Baker's uh, final, final stories. Ooh. I know. Very exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. Very I haven't exciting. glazed over. Marvellous. I'm Good. still in the room. Marvellous. As uh, you were. As we were. So we've got lots and lots of backstory. Uh, then we've we got so much backstory. We can barely cope with it all. It's just like, so you've got all these characters, all these gorgeous backstories, which they don't do anything with. Um, it turns out that Norman Wisdom actually is a uh, safe cracker. And uh, he met his wife while he was in a prisoner war camp. So... Uh, that much is true. That much is true. Um, and he got his safe cracking. Yeah. Sort but of but before, before we get to there, before we find out all about that, there's a little bit of uh, misdirection 
going on because when we meet Frank and Felicity, they're talking about someone has gotten involved in a, a, mugging. In a mugging, and it was is that going to cause any problems for the the scam that they've got they've lined got up? And the the and heist they've got, they've and got and of course we all automatically assume, don't we, it's that it's that, that it's Mitch. But no, but it's no, not. Because, um, and, and they keep this going for a little while because Vincent is dragged off to this really unconvincing outdoor lineup. The backyard of the Royal Barge. Yeah, it's where he has to identify the, the culprit. And they've, because by this time, they've, by a whole load of the identical photographs and, and talking to the kiosk girl and, and, raiding a fisherman's cottage and rummaging through bins and all the rest of it they've established that mitch is the likely culprit yes. for for the mugging mm-hmm. and so they want vincent to identify I- him. identify him so, um, so they have this lineup vincent obviously does recognize him but doesn't uh doesn't own up to it and we're kind of going oh i wonder what's going on well, there he's already said that should he He's already had the conversation with his wife, but should he identify him or, or not? But we think, is he scared? Does he just not want to get involved? Is there going to be a repercussion for him and and so on? But anyway, he doesn't identify him. The The lineup disperses and then we see Felicity mm. sitting, in the, sitting in the car and then Mitch comes out of the police station and is walking towards the car and we, and then he walks past the car and we're going, oh, that's unusual. Why has he walked past the car? Then the car door opens and slams, and the new camera angle, and there's Vincent sitting in the sitting car. in the car next to there Felicity. There we go. Aha. Aha. We've been we've been up the garden path with this one. Yep. So um, as I Vincent has basically uh, doesn't want to get involved in a court case because then all his backstories and his is like his history will probably come out in court because he's been in and out of prison in and out for of the prison. last because that's where we're where we, so, so if, if we find out we need more backstory that frankie and vincent have been prison buddies they shared point. a cell at wormwood scrubs, uh, scrubs or, or strange or ways or something some, like that. some such prison or something um and Basically, they've they've got this scam going on where he's a safe uh, is a safe cracker. Uh, he got his reputation because when he was in uh, the prisoner war camp, he broke into a safe uh, uh, to get commandant safe to get the uh, medic- uh, medicine. So because everyone was coming down with some dreadful lurgy or something, and he got he broke into the safe to get the medicine so everyone could be treated because the commandant wasn't being yeah. very nice and he met his wife because she was working at the local village and they their relationship has blossomed, blossomed, blossomed so i mean that was a really nice thing there was so much backstory with everything here they could have chucked quite a lot of it out yeah because every every character had a potentially interesting story maybe we learn next to nothing about frank and Felicity. Felicity, their their whole sort of interest. That's a really potentially interesting story that just gets it just tossed, gets tossed, tossed away. away. Um, the backstory between um, Vincent and his wife, very very interesting. She's a bit, the wife is is, is uh, the actress that plays the wife steals every scene she's in, and she and the, her character obviously knows what Vincent's up to. 
because when they're at the garden party, the garden party, the fundraiser that Charlie's arranged, and it becomes apparent that he wasn't a chauffeur for the royal family because there's someone that worked for the royal family that works. Yeah, he was, I think he was an equerry for the, the Duke of Edinburgh. Yes, so knew, so knew everybody and didn't recognise him yeah. and then named a few names and... Uh, and, <coughs> and he just got it all wrong. And he got it all wrong. And then he got rescued by... Uh, after the, his wife raised the issue to uh, Felicity. Yeah. And at that point we realised, oh, the wife is... She's she's in on she's, she's in, in on, on it. it. Eva. Eva. She's in on uh, it. She's in on this. And then Felicity drags uh Vincent away and then tells him off in the where where she thinks it's in the car park where no one's seeing, but actually we've got uh Anne, Marianne. Marianne. Marianne um listening in, going, Ah, something's afoot here. He's not all that he seems. So there's lots of question marks over everything. But overall, there was too much content, but not enough powering through. There was so many. Uh, it's all well and good to have lead up the garden path. But this episode, it just left a bit flat because it could have been fabulous, but it wasn't. Mm. It didn't. It, it did feel a lot. And maybe maybe we're just making part, perhaps part of it is making an unfavorable comparison with the last couple of episodes, which you really, really enjoyed. And I've been quite action pack this just felt that it didn't really it kind of meandered on there was lots of stuff there was stuff but it was it was unsatisfying dull, unsatisfying really. stuff i mean we had we had the sort of the, the the sort of sort of like the tussle when mitch is 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 sort of caught when he's working on the fish on the front working within the fish factory or whatever yeah, and jim bergerac gets a face full of ice cubes ice cubes and and sort of sea fish and uh, then he gets yeah it it, 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 I mean, it just wasn't very action-packed <sighs> it wasn't action-packed but what even even then you know it, it wasn't action-packed but it just, it just felt, felt a bit lackluster it just felt a bit unsa unsatisfying really yeah i mean I, that's what i felt i mean we obviously we have some very cracking actors we've got norm wisdom who's brilliant uh plays it very well uh we've got um annette badlands um who obviously sort of sort of there's, there's a, a look where when a sort of charlotte is in the uh, in the office and sort of giving total evils to marianne who's who's there sort of leaning up against bergerac's desk um what i did find quite amusing is the range of telephones um in this episode because i mean the the, the uh, Frankie and Felicity Frank uh, Frank and Frank and Felicity Frank uh, Frank Frank gets answers the telephone on a trim phone which is at his table um, so there must be cords everywhere around that bloody hotel if he's got a trim phone there and then we've got another scene to the actuary is it actuary or equerry equerry um, person that's sort of is. As, as not has, as has rumbled as rumbled that Vincent Vincent a Vincent thing yeah. and he's got one of these it looks like yeah. um, his mother answers the phone and he lives with his mother and and that, like that, an onyx um uh, thing. An on it is it, 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 like made by a ladro telephone with a with a brass top yeah very <laughs> very sophisticated and glamorous <laughs> and obviously there was yeah. a use of uh, a phone book which was do you remember them. I remember those. I remember when Big Daddy was like, sort of, sort of like ripped them. I think that they're now like the size of a pamphlet now. I don't think I've seen a phone book for ages. 
Well, what? Yellow Pages was, just, was shrunk down. Last time we received Yellow Pages a few years ago, and that was it was like a pamphlet. Yeah, because <laughs> so. yeah. we have the internet nowadays. Yeah. Oh, and it, well, that was another another amusing thing I found when Charlotte said, "I'll have to go and check the computer," and then she leaves the room and you know, you go. Yeah, <laughs> and she goes down. To, <laughs> that's she goes down to, the to the basement to crank up the the, the, the Commodore sixty four. <laughs> no, I think I get the I, data the data cassette. <laughs> no, I, I think it'd be more of a more of a mainframe. So you've got to crank with a handle with, <laughs> with punched cards. <laughs> They've got lots of workers in sort of uh, in white coats that have got the, the tape to tape thing. Yeah. <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. Because we did, we did have a, a peculiar thing about Charlotte. She she had a, a, a an elastoplast on her cheek through the whole uh, whole episode because she's episode. apparently fallen off a bike. Yeah. and 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 she was given short slip by Crozier saying, "I don't want you back at your desk in ten seconds." It's like really, it's, that's so rude. Yeah. While while John Nettles was fiddling around with the spokes or something. So that that whole thing seemed a bit pointless and peculiar. There was, this ho- there was a whole lot of pointless and peculiar things that happened in this episode, which there was stories that could have happened, but didn't, or maybe did, but weren't mentioned. Or but didn't there was really go of, anywhere. There was so much that didn't go anywhere. I mean, you could, it, it, it's one of these things where you've, you, you've it, I suppose it's like these boy races that get like a sort of, a basic Nissan Micra and then shove spoilers and neon lights and furry dice and things and then just skid around the Asda car park. Are you reliving your youth there? No, I had an XR2. I had an, uh, no, no, I had an XR3i convertible. Okay. Uh, Now it's my turn for my eyes to glaze over. (laughs) (laughs) Then what, uh, what, another thing I really found very amusing was at the Charlie's Garden Party. There was a range, like a car show. So you had the Rolls Royce, the Bentley, a Mercedes, a Porsche, and then a Capri Gear. (laughs) But but the thing is, the Capri Gear was the last one in. And I think that was at Marianne's car because she was in the very last car along. I can't remember if it's the same car, but it looked like the last car looked like a Capri. Mm Mm-hmm. And would would Marianne? I could actually see Marianne. I could, I could, I could see her in a little like sort of like heart to heart Mercedes. Right. Uh, so uh, a, a Talbot Sunbeam. <laughs> no, a Talbot Thamba, <laughs> brown or an Austin Allegro. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, Austin Allegros only came in beige, didn't they? Probably. <laughs> or some. It's like the turgid colour range of Austin Allegros. Yeah. We, we couldn't be bothered making this car, so here's the really dreary colours yeah. for you. You get in, in grey, mushroom and beige. Actually, I think that, that's a good analogy for this episode. This this car, so the Austin Allegra was the unloved car. It, 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 could, it, could, it, should, it was meant to be there to rival the Mini, um, but it just fell flat because it was ugly, bad performing and an ugly colour. And I think this is that thing with Berge, this episode of Bergerac. It it could it has all the ability to be really good. However, it's just a little bit like a beige Allegro. Right. Or as um, Eric Morecambe would have might might have said, I was playing all the right notes, not necessarily Sorry, in the, the right, right order. order. That sums up this episode. So for me, this episode yeah, we haven't get, quite finished it yet. Oh, we've, we've, We've still got to, oh, got to the oh. denouement 
the yeah. grand finale. Oh, the grand finale. Well, the grand finale is uh, Norman Wisdom is breaking the safe. They open the safe. They get the jewels. Then they get arrested. Yeah, and that felt a bit kind of. Oh. That's like yeah. That's oh. like. Mm. I, but oh, the last comment was like. Well, you, will you look after the £8,000 for me, which is the money that's been raised for the charity thing, yeah. uh, when he gets out of prison? And it's like, mm. And, mm. But, and, and John Nettles smiles wryly, thinking, thank Christ, this episode's over. <laughs> <laughs> so, which really sums it up there. So if we go along, so Mark's out of five. Unfortunately, although I am a Bergerac super fan, this one I would give two out of five. I know it's a bit... That's a bit mean. It is I, a bit I'm, mean. I might... I might stretch to two and a half. But it, it is the Austin Allegro of, of episodes. <laughs> it yeah. is the beige Austin yeah. Allegro. Or maybe it's yeah, the, yeah. the shitty brown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> language, Timothy. Um, or maybe, maybe we're sort of halfway through the series here. so Maybe they, everyone lost interest and went on holiday. Well, what, what does tend to happen, I think, is that a strong start, strong finish... And you kind of put the slightly. But you've had this episode had lots of iffy. star power in it. Yeah, but you put the iffy stories in the middle. But the story wasn't iffy. It was a really good. It was a heist movie with a little. Without bit, a heist. It, it, it was. It was a heist. It, it was a heist and the pre-planning of a heist. I mean, look, that's the Italian job was all the prepare, preparation of the heist, and then you have the heist, you have the car chase, and then you have them dangling off a cliff. But we didn't have a car chase. No, we had, no, we had there we was had, no had cliff some, dangling. We had, we had Bergerac running through with yeah. smelling of fish. Yeah, we had a, <laughs> a pensioner falling down the stairs <laughs> and the glamorous telephone. <laughs> we had glamorous telephones. That was a gla- uh, <laughs> glamorous telephones. Uh, we had the, the sort of the, the illusion of a, of a master computer somewhere in the basement that Charlotte was going to be playing with hoping yeah. the plaza doesn't fall off her face yeah. but no uh, it it could have been brilliant and you had lots of star power and the story was there however they just overcomplicated it but i mean you didn't need to have the barrister and uh the, the, yeah. the, the, the or if we did have them then i think we needed to have to more of have their story more of them because that's an episode in its own right surely. yeah that was it's like what what did he have for to make her feel to go on the wrong side because she then from being a barrister on the one side of the law she flips on the other side of the law and then gets involved in the kidnap of someone and you just think how how the how the hell did that story arc happen yeah i mean but, it was un, it was pretty unlikely when anakin skywalker moved to them to the dark side but this is this, I mean, is, this that, takes it to a new level yeah I mean, it was the allure of a trim phone or is uh poly cotton blues on jacket or is just frank so devastatingly yeah. attractive that she had no to, no no i mean because she could have got someone with a stately home but it's in well, the she, she could have got um anthony valentine from the last the last story oh <laughs> yes and he had a folly <laughs> but this one it was just like why you didn't even need that bat story for like that she was a barrister you could have just had that she was posh totty and found him attractive because he was the wrong side of the track and yeah. it would upset daddy or something like yeah. that you didn't need to have a, a barrister because you're just like putting lots of questions in yeah. there yeah yeah um, there was no point to her being a barrister she didn't if if later on any ep- barrister bits yeah if later on in the episode she'd had to stand up in court and be barrister, barrister <laughs> 
then that would have made sense. But just to throw in that she's a barrister. Maybe they read it wrong or that they didn't spell it if she was a barista. Maybe. She was working at an early Starbucks incarnation yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but to, but to have her you know, introduce her as a barrister and then have that go nowhere just seems a bit pointless. shoddy. Yeah, it, it, it was a bit pointless. Um, so, which, so, unfortunately, not my favourite. It's probably, probably my least favourite episode of the whole lot so far. Well, it's the only one that we've that we've sat and trashed. Yeah, and, and we, we're super fans of Bergerac. Yay! Um, so, um, next week, I think we have the very Charlotte Heavy episode where she does more things on Jersey with... Uh, with Richard Griffiths. With Richard Griffiths. Um, Not Derek Griffiths. Richard no, Griffiths. Richard Griffiths, yes. So, uh, so that's going to be very, very exciting. And but if anyone else has watched this episode and wishes to make a comment on it, please do get in contact with us at, Ant at Antique Dust. If you saw more into it than we did and you don't think it's the Austin Allegro of episodes... Have you think we just made... missed the point completely? Yeah, it's have possible. we? Have we? possible. Mean, was this episode your sort of Jennifer Hart, open-top Mercedes, or was this your Austin Allegro, or was it like a mid-range Capri gear? Uh, let us know. We're on, at Antique Dust on every social networking platform you can think of, because we're very needy. Um, so we'd MySpace and Bebo and. Oh, is MySpace still around? Friends Reunited. <gasps> That's gone. That's it. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> how, <laughs> yeah. How, will, how will we keep up with our friends? I know. Yeah, the ones you don't you don't have any contact with anymore. You just want to check out to make sure they're doing really badly, yeah. so it makes you feel better about your life. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. That's what social media is for. Me. More miserable than me. Hurrah! <laughs> Hurrah, that makes me feel so much better. So, Just for the record, I'm not miserable. Just, no, just we're very, very that. happy. We have a very charmed life living in our lovely, gorgeous house. And we get to watch Bergerac every, every week. week. Even the beige Austin Allegro episodes. Yeah. So, um, it's farewell from me, Jonathan. And it's goodbye from me, Rob. So, farewell for now. See you next week. Bye-bye.